May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Say it with me, church. In believing. That line matters. Paul's words here are not to be seen as a prayer to God. Paul doesn't say, uh, I hope that God will you fill you with joy and peace. He is declaring a blessing on the people. May the God of all joy and peace fill you, or may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe. This is actually the same as the benediction that Aaron is to give uh, over the people of Israel in Numbers chapter 6. Listen to this. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. How many of you are having flashbacks of your childhood? Okay, awesome. I just wanted to make sure. But look at verse 27. Here's what he says. So they shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel, and then I will bless them. Paul's words are the exact same as Aaron's. They're a blessing, but they're a blessing with a qualifier. Why do I say this? Because peace and joy are the state of those who reside in the kingdom of God. Number one, peace and joy are not a prayer to ask God for. They are truths inside of his kingdom. This is why Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that if you're in the kingdom of God, you have full joy and full peace? If we are a kingdom people, if we have faith in Jesus, we live with full peace and full joy. Just like in Numbers, there is that qualifier. Aaron says to the people of Israel, invoke the name of God on the sons of Israel and then I will bless you. Romans 15 says the God of hope will fill us with joy and peace in believing. A literal rendering of this verse would read, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. How many of you struggle with that? How how many of you struggle in your salvation with sitting in the chair? How many of you struggle sitting in the chair when it comes to everyday life and everyday circumstances? Way more hands because this actually is the problem. So back to the illustration. God is the God of the chair. He is the chair is hope. Sitting in the chair is faith. And the promise of full joy and full hope comes as we rest. The reason why we don't have full joy and full peace is because we're not trusting him. So let's do a little thought experiment here. When did Peter come off the proverbial chair in the story of him walking on the water? When did he come off the chair? When he saw the wind and the waves, right? He sees the wind and the waves and all of a sudden he loses peace and joy because he's not trusting Jesus now. He's trusting the circumstances. Here's the next question. Romans 4, 19 through 20, Abraham. Did Abraham ever come off the chair? The answer is no. Did he contemplate his problems? Heck yeah. (laughs) Did he look at his body and say, this ain't gonna work, Lord? Yes, it's fine, but he never came off the chair. He was filled with all joy and all peace, even though he and Sarah were past childbearing age, both of them. 
Abraham kept trusting, and the scripture records that Abraham's faith grew strong and that he, was glor- he glorified God as he lived in full assurance. Abraham, in believing, was filled with joy and peace, and Peter, in disbelieving, was filled with anxiety and fear. So let's just hit this really quick. All of you Christians with anxiety and fear, and listen, you're going to have to hear me and not want to burn me at the stake. If you have anxiety and fear as a Christian, essential oils isn't going to help it. Faith in Jesus is, okay? I really don't care what your oil tells you. What you need to do is put your trust back in Jesus. I'm not opposed to counseling. I'm not opposed to therapy. But what you need is somebody who counsels you and gives you therapy that draws you back to sitting in that chair. Now hear me clearly on this one. If you think by peace and joy that I mean the cessation of war and trial and pain in your life, you're you're not listening because I don't mean that at all, okay? And if you think by joy I mean worldly happiness, I also do not mean that. The joy that God gives to those who trust in him is a joy that recognizes that trials cannot steal what God has given. Amen? Amen? Trials cannot steal what God has given. Instead, they are used for our good. The scripture says, God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So the chair represents hope. Sitting in the chair represents faith. All joy and peace are yours in so much as that you sit down. That's what you have to do. Colossians 1, 21 and 23 confirms this in a big way. These are Paul's words again. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, was made a minister. 